CrossPolitik begins in three, two, one. Stop a heart that breaks for a dying city. Stop cursing your future. <laughs> Is not true. For all intents and purposes, I am a woman. No government, no political system has ultimate supremacy. Jesus is King of Kings, and it's about time our nation returned in humble submission to his lordship. You are not protecting women. You are authorizing the destruction of 500,000 little women every year. I didn't start it. But sir, sir, with all due respect, that's the argument of a five-year-old. I didn't start it. Right When the spirit comes upon people, they go to war. They go to battle, and the enemies of God are driven back, and they're slaughtered. You are listening to Cross Politic with Gabe Wrench, the Waterboy, Pastor Toby Sumter, and the Chocolate Knox. Hello, y'all. Welcome to Cross Politic. Thank you for joining us. Every knee will bow. What you doing? Every tongue confess. Uh, I, was, I was just looking up Dustin Messer on Twitter. Oh. That I is who fun. we have coming up on. Uh, I know. I just, We're interviewing him coming up. I just followed him. Nice. Oh, oh, I'm going to do it too. You're gonna beat so me too the reason why I'm excited him. to bring you guys Dustin Mester is because he's from Texas. Yeah. Yeah, we figured that. Yep. Promised yeah. land. Yeah. Uh-huh. Land yeah. of flowing milk and honey. Yeah. And what yeah. you doing in Moscow? Barbecue. Right. You're in Moscow. Why? Hey, hey, because <laughs> I like to go to the land of Canaan and bring the gospel to the whole world. What's up now? <laughs> oh, wow. Yep. We're going out. We're going out to the world, buddy. Uh, what you wearing? I'm in Idaho. Oh. So I got our CrossPolitik t-shirt from Amazon on. It's a circle. It's a nice fit. It's, I like it's our that. New, it's our new design. Cross I politic. really like that. So it's got you words. Go. Words. Yep. CrossPolitik. For, for David. Mm-hmm. See, look at that. See, I'm wearing my hat. And, and everyone's words. like, oh, what's that? And then they're like, look down. Mm-hmm. Look at the shirt. Yeah. Go from the hat so, to the shirt. Laugh, now, if this beast. is your marketing strategy to make people buy both a hat and a shirt, I like it. Yeah, it's good. This is great. I think oh, you have to have This is available on Amazon? So the shirt, it, we have a merch store at Amazon. If, I they, to, if they just search CrossPolitik on Amazon, will they find they, it? Yes, exactly. Ooh, I'm going to try it right now. Yep, do it right now. So search CrossPolitik on Amazon. Chrome. You can find our shirts. Now, just note, I feel like the Amazon. shirt, I got an extra large, and I feel like it's a, kind of a smaller extra large. So just note. Is, is it a woman's extra large? No, this is a man's. Uh, this is how <laughs> That hurts, Toby. <laughs> But I, I need to link it to our merch store. So our other our, our merch store on on our website. Oh, there it goes. You see it? Our merch store on our website. It's got different designs. Looks great. And then, um, well, there's different colors you can select. You By can select. laughter apparel. Yep. You must have came up with the name. By myself, <laughs> because no one was helping me. No one's helping. Yeah. <laughs> see, David. See. Oh, I got to make so, it to those meetings. You got to go to those meetings. So, so please, <laughs> folks. This is our plug. This is our plug for the show. Please check out our merch. Uh, buy some coffee. Buy some cross politic hats. Uh, hey, just, share share an episode. I forgot to bring the coffee. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, I'm drinking gas station coffee. You know, again. I had a friend in town. Me and, and Juan. Lunch. Me and Juan. We're dr- we're drinking. Oh no, he's he's drinking kombucha. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm I'll, drink- I'll get better. Forgive a brother. Yeah. I'm gonna get the. I'll be, get the coffee. You know, I'm just saying. But so right we now, got Dustin Mester coming up. Let's get to some cross politic news. One of the things um, that came out uh, recently. There was this uh, w- uh, woman who um, was part of part of the Marines, and um, which is a problem already. But um, she got uh, basically disciplinary action put upon her because she kept writing Bible verses and putting them on her desk and sticking notes. <laughs> and um, that's serious. And like one of one of the Bible verses was Isaiah fifty four seventeen: No weapon formed against thee shall prosper. And she kept sticking different Bible verses on her desk. Her supervisor told her to stop. 
she kept doing it, and so they put her under disciplinary action. What? What and, kind of disciplinary action? You know, whatever. Whatever they have. Demoter whatever they or whatever they do yeah, yeah. in the, in the, you know, in the Marines. And, um, uh, and, and she, so she appeals to the United States Supreme Court, and her appeal got um, rejected. Really? This yes. went all the way to the United States Supreme Court. Yes. So was wow. was the so is the reason why she couldn't have sticky notes with Bible verses on it because they were Bible verses? Yeah. Yeah. Like I mean, if she had been doing like verses from the Quran, so she was reduced in rank and given a bad conduct discharge. Yeah. And so she she obviously appealed that, took it to the took was it to the was court. the reason why it got rejected because she didn't read the Bible verse about not being in the military. Oh. Oh. Oh, you're on that kind of day. You that on gas that. station coffee is the, the, the Supreme Court was like, um, honey, you, you aren't been. obeying the Bible either. You're being selective. Yeah. There's a verse here that says that a woman shall not carry the should weapons not. of a man. Yep. Well, I guess if God wants her out the military one way or the other, he's going to have it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but. But you're saying though it's based on it was it's like religious. They're they're saying like you can't. And, and when I say the Supreme Court rejected it, they decided not to review the case. Okay, so they let the lower court yes, um, ruling stand. Yeah, they punted. Yeah, hmm. there you go. But the reason why I bring that up is because uh, recently, uh, uh, the the British leader of the Liberal Democrat Party, um, I got a little video clip. I want to play um, from him. To be a political leader, especially of a progressive liberal party in 2017, and to live as a committed Christian, to hold faithfully to the Bible's teaching has felt impossible for me. Now, I so he just said real quick, to be a political leader and hold to the biblical teaching is starting to become impossible to me. Right. I'm a liberal to my fingertips, and that liberalism means that I am passionate about defending the rights and liberties of people who believe very different things to me. There are Christians in politics who take the view that they should impose the tenets of their faith on society, but I have not taken that approach because I fundamentally disagree with it. It is not liberal and actually it's counterproductive when it comes to advancing the gospel. Uh Even so, I seem to have been the subject of suspicion because of what I believe and who my faith is in. In which case we are kidding ourselves if we think we yet live in a tolerant liberal society. <laughs> and that's why I have chosen to step down as leader of the Liberal Democrats. <laughs> Yay! So that's, I applaud him. That's I'm grateful. Tim, that's Tim Ferron. Tim Ferron. Tim Ferron. Does Tim Edwards know who he is? Ooh, I don't know. We should talk to him about that. Yeah, Tim. Yeah. He's from England He's too. From England too. Yeah. <laughs> he talks like him. Hey, hey. It's like, like I get it. Like, so I'm pushing it off to Tim. So, <laughs> do you know Dustin Messer? He's also from Texas. Yes, yes. <laughs> he actually does. That works. In he Texas. talks better than I do, though. Uh, yeah. I was gonna say his yeah. accent is a lot more yeah. consistent. I think than yeah. from. So, so go ahead. Yeah. So what do we think about this guy? Well, so somebody's charging him with trying to push his Christianity into his politics. And so he's stepping down to assure them that's not happening. And he's not doing that. Well, no, no, no. He he said, I I can't, uh, I can't um, uh, in my good conscience do both. He said, politics and my Christian faith are getting to the point where I can't be a Christian and do what I want to do. Well, he's not trying to do that anyway. But he said he doesn't believe in that. Exactly. That's the contradiction I couldn't understand from him. Yeah, no, right. I think no, I think he's confused. Absolutely. Well, well, yeah. right. The funny part but was when he's, he's like, saying, he's he just says, gotten to the point where I can no longer do both. And so I'm going to live as a Christian. You weren't I'm, I'm doing no, both. But he wasn't doing both. 
you weren't and if if you were doing according, both he said doing both according to his conscience obviously is what he's arguing i can't do both now according to my conscience and so i'm going to keep my christian convictions and i'm going to step down as a liberal democrat leader I, I didn't hear him saying that i mean i only heard that, heard that clip yeah but but I, that, I heard him saying I'm, I'm, i heard I'm, him saying that he's stepping down because people are accusing him of uh, trying to of do trying that. to do that and he's standing there saying look i wasn't even trying to do that but I, but since i'm I'm being held in suspicion. Yeah. I'm going to step down. Yeah, I, I yeah I, I see what you're saying. And I, I, I mean, I don't know I, how I, I don't. I, I can agree with that. I'm working on my interviewing skills. <laughs> you're, you're trying to parse. I'm, I'm like, you're I'm parsing. Like, Come on, man. You're wrong. You're parsing. That's good. <laughs> well, I guess I guess at the very beginning he just said that I'm going off the keen off more of the statement at the very beginning where he said my our politics my role as a pol- politician is no longer compatible with me being a Christian. That's what he said at the beginning, but I—I I mean, I agree with what you see, what he said towards the end is exactly that. Yeah, he's but he was trying to, he was trying to argue, because he was he, he contrasted himself with these other Christians who are trying to impose Christianity yeah. on the culture, yeah. and he says, "I don't believe in that." Yeah, I, I, I've I'm I am the kind of Christian who holds my faith devoutly, but I I'm a liberal, meaning that I I'm I'm standing here trying to protect all these other views. And yeah. the funniest part was the part where he said, we're kidding ourselves if we think yeah. this is a liberal society. And yeah. like, no, you're kidding yourself. Yeah, right. Right. Like, we're all kidding ourselves. If, if Like, any Christian who thinks you can be a liberal, yeah. and you're yeah. kidding yourself. Yeah. That's right. Like, that, the whole, I mean, the way that modern liberalism has become, it's, it, is, it, it is built on a foundation of there can't be ultimate standards. Yeah. Right. And so, and Christianity claims that there's and, ultimate standards. And he wants to, basically, he would like to argue that there's a neutral ground where everyone can play at. Right. And you can't do that. He's kidding himself. Yeah, he's kidding himself. Right. right. I, yeah, I still want to meet the Christian that is a Christian and both liberal. Like, I still yeah. have yet to meet that person. Right. Now, there's a, now, there's kind of an old school liberal. That, that you got you to understand. I mean, there has been like a, 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 a an evolution of the term of the I don't even like that word. I know you don't. But go Class, ahead. Classical go liberalism, ahead. basically. Use it for the sake of the argument. But, 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 I mean, you know, so, like, classical liberalism had more to do with, you know, some, you know, individual freedom and liberty. Yeah. You know, basically. They still held the family I, but, values, I, you traditional marriage. Are like a Reagan marriage. Democrat? Is but, a Reagan Democrat yeah, yeah, kind, yeah, of, kind, kind of like thing. those guys? But, but, it's, but what's happened is, is, is if, if we're talking about the freedom of individuals um, that's grounded on... The fact that God made the world and God makes individuals and gives them distinct desires, gifts, abilities, and so on. Right, sure. Then we can talk about it. Yeah. Well, and, even even and we can even, talk about ways of protecting um, individual freedoms. Yeah. But what happened was is in the I don't know I can't remember the exact dates, but basically over the course of the 20th century with feminism and egalitarianism and so on. Um, and and the losing the foundation of Christ, losing the foundation of at least even just sort of a generic like God, uh, any any kind of absolute yeah. standard. Now everything becomes a power play. Yeah. Everything is a matter of 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 just throwing your weight around. It would be preference, and, preference, and power play. Yeah, and but what and what happens yeah. then is that you have to. And this is what happens with like, this is the difference between even I, I would say like an older view of civil rights, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking at you. Yeah, I see. Because you might you might be interested in this part of the conversation. I mean, just a little bit. Yeah, but the, there was an older view of civil rights that based you know um, equality 
and protections before law based on like we're made in God's image. Right. Um, but but after that, there became sort of this black power movement mm-hmm. that was saying not only it, it, there's no standard anymore. All it is is basically it's like it's like two sumo wrestlers. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like it's like professional right. wrestlers in a ring. Tug of war. Everybody's trying to get their own piece of the pie of freedom and equality and rights. And, and so and power and power. Right. And power. Yeah. And so and so that's why it's it's not under if God is creator and if standard standards exist, if there is such a thing as justice and equality, then we can actually all we can all come before the bar of of justice and have things decided. But if there but if that bar is gone, then it's just a big it's just a big food fight. I think another another descriptive word instead. What's of, that look for? No, no, no. I'm. I'm are you? I, I thought I thought you were. Uh, oh no! I, I, I thought you were gonna come after me. No, no, no. Come on, man! Come on! Come on! Yeah, drink enough of that rock star. No, I'm, come I'm, on! I'm thinking. Oh, what? I, I'm thinking. I think another word, a uh, descriptive word for power, is also coercion. Mm-hmm. We have a a government that no longer um, rules off morals, um, no longer rules off family values, no longer rules off of basically. Um, biblical values is where we'd want to go. Um, and so eventually, if you get away from God, all you have is coercion to force people to do one thing or another. And the, and it ultimately, democratic society, that's how things get done. 51% tell the 49% what to do. And Well, and, there's, well that's not just a democratic society. The Republicans are acting like that, too. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the Republican yeah. side is thinking the same thing. We got we got a, our side in. Now it's time to push yeah, no, everybody no. We use the military. Yeah. Democrats, right? Democrats use federal power, and even though oh, even, well, even, even, even conservatives the, are doing, even that. Republicans yeah. do that. Yeah. Republicans do that. But they're, I'm just saying, we definitely focus more on like military coercion than. Um, well, we have we have world d- dominion in mind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, we we're we're doing the exact same thing. We're Absolutely. just saying, hey, we should do it over in right. Iraq too. But 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 here's what I would like to see: um, is is try to work as hard as you can as a society to get as far away. From coercive manu- maneuvers as possible. Yeah. So, in other words, stop making me pay for your kids to go to our local but public in school. In order to do that, you have to have something called grace. That's, I was mm-hmm. just going to go there. Mm-hmm. Are you going to go there? Well, yeah, because everybody's trying to do the same thing. Right. Right. Everybody's trying to figure out how to get their thoughts pushed, right? Yeah, right. Um, and so, everybody's in the same battle, but the difference is, is that there's always got to be blood. Yeah. Right? Un- unless. Unless blood has already been given, unless, yeah, unless blood right. has already been given, right? And and that, so, that's where grace comes that's from. Exactly. And, and 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 knowing that that there is not only that there's a standard, but that God who gave us that standard has come into the world, is at work in the world, that's right. is at work in people, is at work in families, is at work in societies, and so you can be patient, yeah, and you can trust the God who's at work in the world is blessing you and watching out for you, and you can work hard and you can be generous and you can share and so on. And also recognize that you know God's at work, and He's and He's putting. We'll, those, we'll talk more together. about this um, in the last. What was segment? the guy's name? Tim. That the, 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 was Tim Ferron. Tim Ferron. This is why. This is why. If you're in England, you should be happy that this guy is stepping down. Because if you're a Christian, since he is not promoting the blood of Jesus Christ as atonement for people, he's not going to get anything done for you anyway. Because the kind of pluralism that he wants, he he can't have exactly unless it's built on the blood of Christ. Unless it's yeah, based right. on grace, in which case yeah. he is like he is going to be uh, insisting on um, the Christian foundation for a truly free liberal world. society, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, right. if, if we're, we want to talk about it that way, 
in order for it to be free, it's got to be built on Christ. That's the only way. Let me let me play this one last clip. Yep. So, Governor Matt Bevin, do you guys know this guy? I do not. Do you not know Matt Governor Bevin? Governor of what? Um, well, that's what I'm, I'm I'm seeing if you guys know. <laughs> Governor of Kentucky. Oh, yeah. No, that's no. Abbott, Governor Abbott. <laughs> um, <laughs> Kentucky. <laughs> so, Governor Matt Bevin of of Kentucky. Um, this I found actually found this really refreshing. Um, let me play this. I've seen it. I've seen it evidence not only uh, in, in our communities, but beyond. And then you'll see what they said I said. And you tell me, do you think you can trust the media? I personally believe in the power of prayer. I've seen it. I've seen it evidence not only uh, in, in our communities, but beyond. And this is what we're asking people to do. Do we still need political solutions and law enforcement solutions? Do we still need economic solutions? You bet we do. Of course we do. And this isn't in any way, shape, or form trying to take the place of other things that have got to be done. But this. So let me stop there. So Matt Bevan, he's just in this public. You can't you can't see the video, but he's speaking in front of all these people, and he leads with, "We need to start praying." He's like, "We've become basically a a a, a state of that doesn't resort to prayer and asking God for help hmm. um, for all our political solutions and everything." He's like, "We need to be praying." They must be hurting. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> But well, I mean, he's tell him what to pray for. Um, he might have gone on, so it's a three-minute video. Um, uh, but he, but he mentions a couple. You know, we got political problems, and there's he he still says we need political solution and economic solutions for sure. But he leads with we need to be praying first. And the whole media you you heard at the very beginning of this clip, media has been spinning his words that he says that all he cares about is prayer, uh. and all he cares about you know, and and he kind of he just. He put this video together to show this is what the media says and this is what I actually said oh. kind of kind of video. Oh, okay, that was um, that was the other voice that was talking. Like that was him priming the his, the his collage of videos. The oh. first the first voice oh. was still him. Okay, okay. And so, um, but I I found it refreshing. Like a governor's like talking about, hey man, one of our solutions is actually praying. Do, you, we do, need to be a praying people. Do you, do you trust him, um, Matt? I've heard a lot of good things about him. Yeah. Um. He he's people in the south. Be, Start talking about church and God and prayer. Yeah. And I don't believe them. I know. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, so one of my hardest. <laughs> no, I, I, like, I, I totally agree with that. Like, Cause like, I grew up in, I grew up in, where'd I grow up? Texas? Uh, I don't Texas. Know, Texas. Somewhere, somewhere down south. I don't <laughs> oh, not know. helpful. Mexico? But <laughs> shaking a southern politician's hands will give you the biggest creeps in the world because they'll shake it and you'll think you're their best friend for life. But you also know that they aren't owning up to what they what they say right now. That's what I was asking about like what yeah. he was gonna say, like what to pray for, because I feel like somebody that would be like, Hey, we need to pray to end abortion in, in Kentucky. Right. Yeah. Let, let's pray that um the that the institution of marriage will be upheld in Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah. Um let's pray that real justice will be done, you know, whatever for immigration yeah. issues in Kentucky. You know, like yeah. that's then I'm like, okay. He was just defending but, yeah, prayer but, in general. But uh, yeah, but like, you know it, what what did was it was it, Ob- was it Obama who said God bless Planned Parenthood? Yes. Yeah. Right. I mean, like God bless. You know, who are we praying to? Which God are we praying to? Yeah. And what, are, that- and what are we praying for? Yeah. yeah. Planned Parenthood. Dustin Messer next on Cross Politic. Get ready for him. He's from Texas. Next on Cross Politic. This September, you are invited to New St. Andrews College Wordsmithy 2017 Workshop for Writers, where good writers go to get better. This year's lineup includes Douglas Wilson, Indy Wilson, and Aaron Wrench, along with special guest Doug Tenaple. 
Doug Tenaple is the author and illustrator of such acclaimed graphic novels as Newt's, Tommysaurus Rex, Ghostopolis, and Cardboard, as well as the creator of the popular character Earthworm Jim. You're going to want to register right away, September 20th and 21st and 22nd. This includes evening sessions with these writers, shared meals, as well as multiple workshops on learning to write well. This is in Moscow, Idaho at New St. Andrews College. Register at nsa.edu. For 21 years and counting, New St. Andrews College has sought to obey Christ's great commission to disciple nations and build him a house. Not just in Jerusalem, but throughout the world. Not with stones and mortar, but with living stones. We build and fight. This is the task of a Christian liberal arts college, to equip students with the tools to build and fight. And this is our joyful task as we seek to graduate leaders who shape culture through wise and victorious living. To learn more, check us out online at nsa.edu. Welcome back to Cross Politic. Uh, Gabriel. What kind of sunflower seeds are those? <laughs> this uh, interview is brought to you by David's Jumbo Sunflower Seeds, Buffalo Ranch style, man. I, I don't know if I Buffalo. I, I don't ranch. know if I'm. I'm it's baseball I'm down, season. I'm not so down I just with Buffalo Ranch. Want to start chewing? I'm not. I'm not down with Buffalo Ranch. What is baseball season? Do people still watch that? Shut up, David. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, hey, I don't know. We got a special guest. Yes. Uh, our special guest is Dustin Messer. Uh, he teaches theology and worldview at Legacy Christian Academy. He's a senior fellow of theology and culture at the Center for Cultural Leadership. That's important. Wow. He's also uh, an associate pastor at Christ Church, PCA Church in Carrollton, Texas. Um, my gracious, this is like he's he's studied like everywhere in the world. Not, not well, <laughs> not not Moscow, La Salle University, <laughs> Boyce College, Covenant Seminary. You went to Covenant. Um, yeah. Wow. He's uh, he's written a whole bunch of stuff. It says he's published by a host of organizations. That's a lot. An army of organizations. He's, he's not published on our <laughs> blogazine. Right. We need to correct that, Dustin. Uh, Alliance of Confessing <laughs> Evangelicals, Gospel Coalition, Circe Institute, Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission, Mere Orthodoxy, Theopolis Institute. Hey, Dustin, it's great to have you on the show. Thank you, guys. You forgot to mention uh, that I'm from Texas. Oh, but thank you. Yes. No, no. yes. Amen. No, Amen, no. Amen, Dustin. We, we, didn't, we didn't forget. We actually didn't forget. We didn't forget. No. <laughs> we, we, we know, okay, good. We know good. how much you Texans like to brag, so we knew you were going to bring it in with that anyway. Yeah, right, right. Hey, hey, it's it's, it's well, not bragging. It's humility because it's the promised land. <laughs> That's, that's what it is. Is abortion illegal in Texas? Ooh. Uh-oh. Ooh. I'm just no. wondering. This is the promised land and all. Hey, hey. Y'all doing good on your taxes. Unholiness was still present in the promised land. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> they left left some of those giants in the land for you to drive them out, huh? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. Well, hey, uh, and, and Dustin, so you teach at a Christian school. Um, is that high school? Yeah, it is. I teach. Uh, it's a K to twelve school, but I teach uh, the theology in the theology department at the upper school. Yeah, and Man. and you have a family. Yeah, so I'm married uh, to Whitney, my wife, uh, Texas Aggie, and we don't have any kids yet. But uh, we have a dog named Schaefer 
who may or may not bark here in a minute. Uh-oh. Hey. Hey, what did the dog get his name from? <laughs> just, a, just a family name? Just wondering. Just, just wondering. He, the first time I met the dog, he was wearing knickers. And so I thought, you know, I have a good name for you. Schaefer. Does he have a big, long goatee? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. His doghouse, we call the Brie. It's the yeah. whole thing's pretty dorky. Oh wow, yeah, that's that's, that's kind of over the top. So, um, we wanted to ask you, um, a little bit about, um, some of we we read an article of yours where you were kind of chiming in on the Benedict option stuff. So, Rod Dreher or Rod Dreher, if you're Gabriel Wrench, it'd, um, it'd be Rod Dreher. <laughs> <laughs> Dr- Dr- uh he's he's this uh you know the what is he conservative what is it american conservative or what, yeah, what? american conservative yeah. um uh, website right yeah it's, uh, so it's like one of the biggest christian like websites like mm-hmm. in existence yeah um he wrote uh this book called the benedict option and and you were chiming in on it a little bit in this recent article um w- w- can you just briefly sketch we haven't really talked about this at all on on cross politic yet no, we but um you know from your vantage point like what's what's going on what's up with that particular book and um sketch the conversation that's going on for us yeah so kind of shortly dreyer is looking at um american culture and he's seeing i think rightly that there's not a ton of difference between people who go to church and people who don't go to church. So divorce rates are similar, you know, a number of metrics across the board where you're not really seeing a huge difference in, uh, in church people. So Dreyer says, instead of being focused on, um, on engaging culture and that kind of thing in the moment, in the present, we need to sort of go back to first things, to first principles and get the church family right first. And that involves, you know, developing certain habits, um, a way of life together, kind of a classic, you know, catechumen relationship where people come into the church and they're actually immersed in a way of life and a series of habits um, well, so that there's actually something to hand down. We don't just have this sloppy you know, sort of Manila uh, faith that has no real transforming power. Totally appreciate a lot. I, in the article, I think, uh, and Rod has been, uh, I've never met him. He's quoted me before really nicely. And he, I really appreciate a ton that he's written. Yeah. Um, but my fear is that it might be used to uh, evade Christ's call for us to take, uh, to bring all of creation under his lordship, right? And to, Right. Now, engage now, in the arts and, and all sorts of now things. Now, specifically, yeah. w- um, what did you read in the Benedict Option that kind of made you kind of see maybe, hey, there's some some retreatist mentality um, that we shouldn't be having? Yeah, I think that he orders um, ecclesial life and then sort of cultural engagement in sort of um, timed ways so that you do one and then you do the other. Mm. The thing is, uh, cultural cultural engagement, but just missiology, reaching you know, reaching our neighbors and so forth, is itself a spiritual habit, right? So yeah, yeah, you sure. can't just say that's something we'll put off for the future any more than you can say fasting is something you put off for the future, or right, uh, prayer, <clears throat> the Lord's Supper. But let me push, uh, this is just a whole way of life. I just want to push back a little bit though that, um, but if you have a broken home. <laughs> Like the first thing you have mm-hmm. to do is take care of home first, right? Or, or is it something that you could do simultaneously? Yeah, no, it's a that's a totally fair point, and uh, I think the Benedict option has a lot of helpful 
correctives in it. I would just say one of the things broken, uh, I, I would just say that uh, Christ, the kingdom that Christ is claiming is all of creation. So the home for us is this whole world. Oh, preach, brother. Um, <laughs> preach. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> so uh, so that, that's all I'd say is uh, is that we have to have sort of an eye bigger than just the church. Christ isn't just coming to claim the church. His kingdom is as extensive as all of creation. Right. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, I mean, to, to David's um, objection too, a little bit, well, I mean, once you, if you clean your house, that has automatic ramifications for what everyone sees in the outside. So automatically when you start fixing up your house, people start seeing what's going on and it right. immediately starts impacting culture. Just the very fact that you're cleaning your house, repairing it, working on the siding on the outside. But there's you know. also, a, there's also a sense in which the gospel requires you can't act. So I know this is an analogy, but. You, you can't Let's run act, with it. You actually <laughs> Let's get it all the way out. <laughs> you can't actually clean up your house unless you're actually reaching out, unless you're actually mm-hmm. engaging the world around you. And so, I mean, maybe that's what you're getting at, Dustin, is that right. you, you kind of have to do both simultaneously because they there's sort of a symbiotic relationship between um, the, the church and its and its place in the world. And are you kind of referring to like Galatians 6, 1, you who are spiritual, go and restore those who are not being spiritual. Mm-hmm. So. You well, be spiritual but, first, and then go and restore those who are not being. Spiritual. Well, if if the central act of of the church is worship, we come in to worship. We're called to worship, and we bring with us offer you know ourselves, and we offer to God all that we are: your job, you know, yeah. your school, your kids, your neighbor. I mean, you're bringing living all, sacrifice, yeah, all of it yeah. to God, and then God sends you back out into the world, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. with His blessing. And so you can't. I mean, you don't just get to stay there. Or you have to you have to go out and that means you've got to go out and engage your neighborhood. You got to engage the city council. You got to engage the abortion clinic down the street. You got to engage those things because God sent you out. But it, right. Mm. So so just to push back uh, again, why am I finding myself the one always pushing back? Uh, you guys push back a little bit. <laughs> uh, you know, if you find that, I mean, maybe this is part of the point, which is if you find that you proclaiming something, the fruit of what you're proclaiming isn't found in your community. What's the first thing you should be doing, though? I don't know what. So, like, if you're proclaiming to, hey, you know what? The gospel is meant to repair and keep people together. And then the person says, but you guys, divorce rates the same as ours. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. If you're proclaiming a gospel right. that does something and they're looking if like. If you're saying marriage for sure, life. Right, right. You know. Exactly. And you're yeah. and they're looking back at behind you saying. Sure. Um, 40 percent. I, I don't understand yeah. why you proclaiming something that right. we got. Right. So the first yeah. for the so probably the one of the first levels of mission, though, isn't is, you know, you leave the church and you got to go home with your wife. Right. And you got to apply mm-hmm. the gospel in your family. Right. I mean, is, is, that, is that what you're getting at, Dustin? Yeah, I think that's exactly right. You uh, there is a certain hypocrisy in the church and uh, that, you know, we do have to clean that up and and that sort of thing. I, I guess my <laughs> issue is. uh when you look at the spread of the gospel, it isn't something that could just be mapped in sociological terms mm. where, um, you know, it just sort of makes complete sociological sense why the church would spread. So, though, yeah, things do see like divorce rate, all sorts of things, which I agree, you know, just church discipline, you know, the institution of the church, uh, her peace and purity need to be protected. Uh, absolutely. You know, and so that's a huge, hugely helpful emphasis there is has brought to the conversation. Uh, I just think that we can be, um, we can't be evading our call 
to engage neighborhoods, as you said, city councils, all sorts of things uh, until we reach some sort of, you know, metric where, okay, we can say the church is healthy. Now let's go do this. Right, right. Y- y'all know I got mentioned on Ron Dreher's blog one time. Nice. Favorably? No. Nice. No, oh. no. He, 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 he don't like you. He, he didn't like me at all. Mm. I, I, uh, what did you do? I, well, I, I wrote something in response to this. Um, oh, there was this like conference uh, with um, Fred Sanders and Peter Lightheart and um, who was the third guy? And it was at uh, was it at um, down in California? Was it Carl Truman. Carl Truman. Yeah, it was, oh, it was yes. that thing. Yeah. What was what was that thing called, Dustin? Oh gosh, I don't even remember. Well, you know what I'm talking about. But it was like yeah, yeah, yeah. like future of Protestantism or something like that. Okay. And uh, well, so I. I said a bunch of things, but I went off in the so Dreyer is Eastern Orthodox. Oh, is he? Yeah, and so well that changes the I, conversation. I, I, I went <laughs> I went off on um, praying to icons, and I, I likened it to people uh, looking at swimsuit issues. <laughs> Ooh. He didn't like that. L- liturgical what? liturgical swimsuit models, and uh, oh no, like he 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 wrote a whole post on me. Oh, nice. I, 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 it's, it's in the archive somewhere. Going to yeah. Google now. <laughs> Swimsuit wa- Rod Dreher. Be, be careful. Toby Sumter. Swimsuit Toby Sumter. I'm Sumter. not putting that in my Google search. No, y'all ain't having me go before the we elders. We got you. We got you. But I, I was, but I was kind of wondering if, like, if if any of what you're picking up on there, Dustin, might be actually connected to his, his orthodoxy, his Eastern orthodoxy. What do you think? Yeah, it's a good question. Uh... I don't, you know, my reading of Eastern Orthodox is so limited. Um, I think of a really great book, Alexander Schmemann, For the Life of the World. Right. um, In which, you know, I (laughs) I see the themes that kind of I think I would at least want to bring out of of the more sort of missiological nature of the church um, brought out. I don't know. That's a great, that's a great question. When you say missiological, I feel like that's kind of a buzzword that has, um, uh, um, become, become a cool word to say, but, but, uh, you know, what do you mean behind that? Yeah. Yeah. So when I think of, uh, the missional nature of the church or the mission of the church, I think of, um, of Psalm one, right? So the Kings, the princes of the earth, should be kissing the sun. They should be ruling in a way in favor with Yahweh. And so I think that uh, the church looks to what Christ is doing in the world, which is bringing all spheres of life, all uh, areas of creation under his good rule. And the yeah. church um, is, is a member of that. I don't have you ever read Keith Matheson's book on eschatology, but he talks about yeah. Yeah. through suffering and death, Christ raises victorious, and he says this really great line that through suffering and death, his people will bring the world to him victorious also. So, uh, which I think is a helpful sort of way of thinking about mission, right? Right. Now, what, what, why I, uh, the church is, I, uh, we talked a lot about this on the show. At some level, ultimately, the church is uh, lost its backbone. And in all that, it's actually the pastors who become cowards in a lot of ways. Mm. Um, and this is seen, <clears throat> I remember um, during David Daldian's Planned Parenthood video, um, uh, when that was just going all over the internet, that uh, how many pastors I could think of that used that as a moment to rally the troops against the um, pro-choice movement. And mm. not very many. There's maybe, and I, you know, I 
try to stay connected or try to listen to pastors all over and podcasts and everything, but I, I couldn't think of that many pastors or, or I didn't hear that many pastors that actually stood up and preached against abortion at that time. In fact, I heard pastors literally um, who said they would not preach on abortion because it was being so politicized. Mm. Um, and so there's, and of course, homosexuality. I and mean, we go down the list of all these current cultural sins where we've just become cowards as, as pastors engaging culture. Um, yeah. I wonder, you know, if- I'll say, I'll say, hopefully I preached at a banquet for a crisis pregnancy center a few weeks ago. And it is true that, you know, there weren't as many pastors from local churches as you would hope, but the amount of young people say under 25 there from like 17 to 25, it was, it was predominantly who was in the audience, probably 400, 500, which was really encouraging to me. Absolutely. I I was thinking about the, that, the post that we read by you, Dustin, where you point out this idea, you you point to Daniel as this, this faithful Mm -hmm. presence in Babylon. Um, that he he's a servant and he's doing good to the you know doing good to the king you know he's you know saving the lives of all these you know pagan astrologers and you know all this kind of stuff mm-hmm. but he's also taking the opportunity you say but he also took the opportunity to challenge that state in the name of the god of heaven to mend its ways in line with a paradigm of justice derived from sinai mm. um and uh you know that's i think there's that balance is so hard um and it seems like there's a lot of talk of this goes back to Gabriel's point. There's a lot of talk of, you know, the mission of the church and being missional and, you know, doing good to the city, being, being a, a presence in the city. But I, I feel like there's still this real um, uh, reticence to be a, much of a prophetic voice to the city. Mm. Um, are, are you, yeah. uh, you know, and yeah. again, I mean, maybe abortion is where we, we get closest to that, but even as, Gabriel's pointing out, it seems like it's still, we're we're not, we haven't hit our stride. Yeah, no, I think that's exactly right. And going back to my dog for a minute, (laughs) or actually going back to Francis, yeah, to Francis Schaefer. I knew he had a first name. Uh, (laughs) Schaefer is uh, invited by Harold O.J. Brown, actually, to come give some lectures in Boston. Yeah. Uh, Kind of, I think 1978 or something. Yeah. He's lecturing and you read the poem from a nihilist and I'm reading his biography and it says everybody in the room starts laughing because it's kind of a silly poem. It's, you know, obviously sort of ridiculous and they're secularists and so forth. And Schaefer stops midway through and with a tear in his eye says uh, the person who wrote this poem apart from Christ is is damned. He's going to hell. And he says, how can you have that disposition? And I just thought, what a great model of someone who, on the one hand, it, he's trying to be relevant in a sense, uh, but he doesn't sort of evade the hard doctrines. It's through the hard doctrines that out of love, he's led to engagement. So it is. I think we tend to think, you know, well, let's go engage, but let's put aside the quote unquote political things like abortion or so forth. But when we're genuinely moved by the deep doctrines, deep truths of Christianity, we actually push into them with a tear in our eye, yeah. with yeah. love, and and we encounter them. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Dustin, thank you so much for being on Cross Politic. Where can people read your writings at? Yeah, I write uh, for a few organizations, the Gospel Coalition, uh, but mostly I kind of on a weekly basis. I'm at Kyperian Commentary, which is Kyperian.com. And and just where's your church located in Texas? <laughs> yeah, we're in. <laughs> that's a great. That's a great question. Yeah, 
<laughs> so if Dallas is the Jerusalem of Texas, uh, we're we're just to the north of uh, down about 15 minutes from downtown Dallas in uh, Carrollton, Texas. Bethlehem. More across politic when we come back. Thanks again, Dustin. Thank you, man. This is Cy Timbrunkate with Answer Anyone Apologetics. Somebody comes up to you and says, I don't believe in God. And what do we do? We give them evidence. Look at the complexity of the eye. Look at this paper fragment. Look at these rock layers. And you've studied your rock layers. You wipe the floor with them. What's he going to do? He's going to go home and Google rock layers. You want him to repent and put his trust in Jesus Christ, and he's Googling rock layers. Congratulations. The next day you run into a PhD in geology and he wipes the floor with you. You see, when you do apologetics wrong, you have to be an expert in geology, biology, astrophysics, nuclear chemistry, you name it. You have to be brilliant. The problem is, there's always someone smarter than you. In John 10:27, Jesus did not say, my sheep hear your really good argument. He said, my sheep hear my voice. In Luke 21:15, Jesus said, I will give you a mouth and wisdom that none of your adversaries will be able to withstand or contradict. The power of God for salvation is not in your brilliant arguments. As Romans 1.16 tells us, it's in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Apologetics is easy. Read your Bible and do what it says. For more apologetic answers, visit AnswerAnyone.com. Jesse Samuel here, pastor up in northern Michigan. Just want to let you guys know I've been enjoying the show. Uh, first heard about you guys from Apologia Radio and started downloading and listening ever since. Uh, I appreciate all that you guys are doing. Love the conversations you guys are having. Uh, keep it up. Uh, keep up the good work. Um, it's all been a blessing. Uh, I'll be praying for you guys. Uh, praying for the work that you guys are doing. Pray that it continues and uh, God blesses it. So, uh, Thank you very much, and uh, fight, laugh, feast. Oh, no. Hey. Hey. no. Fight, laugh, feast. Thank you, pa- sir. Pastor Jesse. Yeah. Thank you. Pastor Jesse Samuels. Pray for hey. him. God hey. bless that man. Thanks for calling in, man. You know, he's got the gift of encouragement. I'm just telling you right now. I feel <laughs> right. it all over him. Yeah. It could be my charismaticness, but I'm telling you, that brother can encourage me right there. I'm going to be flying through Detroit next week. Just flying through, though. Just yeah. Wave. Just stop it. Wave at Pastor Jesse. Wave at him. Yeah. Say a prayer for him. Hey. But if somebody else wants to call in and encourage us. Memo. What do they do? At crosspolitik.com, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Is that's that what you're right. doing on your phone right now? Are you, are you checking Facebook? Oopsie. Yeah, about that. <laughs> you know, we're kind of doing a podcast here. Ca- caught you. Wow. Caught you. You didn't think we'd see it, Gabe? No, I knew. I knew it was bright. It was a bright screen <laughs> in a dark studio. Just tell us whose post you were liking. <laughs> uh, no, I was just looking through. I've uh, been going back and forth. So I posted. So Toby wrote this amazing article oh, dude, that's on our right. blogazine. Okay. On blood money and abortion, and uh, and so I posted that on this libertarian um, uh, uh, Facebook group. Oh yeah, yeah, and, and they were all for and it, and they're all over me on it. Some some are for me, some are with me, some are on my side. Most of them are actually against because they're you know the, the the loud people. What? Why are they against it? They're libertarians because they don't think we should be forcing God's law on society. Tell them to get their Basically. laws off my uh, comments. That's, 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 yeah. that's where that's where that's where this goes, and right. and we've gone from 
And so I, I uh, so they, you know, of course, even to get in these Facebook arguments, I mean, they just throw everything at you all at once. Right. No, they Science, don't. Jesus, Bible, law, libertarian freedom. Boo, you know, boo, boo. All these, all these different objections. And you're like, okay, let's just pick maybe one or two to focus on. Right. And, uh, and so. Um, you just like take a chapter from the dictionary and just post it there. It's a full <laughs> chapter. It's like, that's what you just did this to me. Love, like, yeah, right. <laughs> and so I, uh, one of the last comments i i made on it um was i just because we were talking about science that i basically broken it down in two categories with them science and and god um you know because they want to say science is, is says abortion's okay and then they want to say god you can't force god's law on us that's basically the two arguments that are going on right and and so i said actually actually science says at conception there's two beings right. present there's two separate DNAs. A new, at a new human life has begun at conception, scientifically right. speaking. Right. And and one guy just went off on me on like how I don't know science and all this stuff. It's kind of funny, right? And and then on the law side, on the law side of things is, and I said, and I said in that same thread, I said, or in that same comment in the response to the science thing, and I said, actually, more importantly, is what does God's word say? Yeah. And all this, and so that's I haven't seen the comments after what I've said. So there. you were checking out to see. So where, I was checking that to see where it's going. He's he's, ta- he's copying a, p- a chapter of the dictionary that's posted there. That's yeah, what right. he's doing. Yeah. 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 So I, I Wikipedia, I just copied <laughs> and posted. Wikipedia. Yeah, right. You know, I gotta say, you're a lot kinder about those conversations than I am. I'm not that. I just, I just go right to like I don't care what you said. God says you can't do it. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's just right. I have that because I know, you know, once you get in these conversations, you already know the kind of person you're dealing with. Yeah. <laughs> right? Well, part of it, part of it, actually, hey. one of the reasons why I answered the scientific objection that, that he kept bringing up yeah. was because other people are watching. I know he, sure. um, you that, know. That's the reason, actually. The yeah. reason why it's worth being patient and and uh, explaining what you mean is for all the other, like, yeah. I mean, obviously you want to try to answer them, but everyone else is listening. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's, that's the same thing we found that, you know, you find in evangelism or you find like open air stuff. Yeah. The reason why I found open air preaching to be so helpful is, uh, you know, sometimes the guy you're talking to is not really the guy you're talking to. He's not to. the guy you're talking that's to. That's right. He's mad at you. But you know what? Um, that sometimes is the opportunity you need. Yeah. And to somebody else would never give you the time of day, but they'll that's listen. Right. They'll listen in. Yeah. Yeah. They'll listen in. Yep. Yeah. They'll follow the conversation online. And, um, and so, yeah, you, 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 uh, which is that's actually my reason for not doing it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> because I do know show, that you don't need that, to answer that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's part of it. Yeah. I, sure. You know, he's not raising their. Again, we go back. This goes back to our abortion issue and, and conversation. We've just can't argue anymore about it's a human being. Yeah. That's not even the problem with. Yeah, right, with I mean, right. uh, so they, they know from, it is. They know. Hey, it hey is. are we? Is this the next? Is this the episode that's going to drop on, uh, on, on, on Sunday? This, this episode is dropping on Sunday. The, okay. the next episode is going to be the abortion just away. The abortion yeah. issue. Yep. Uh, we have an abortion episode coming up, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. I, w- I still want to know about your article, though. Like, what? I mean, well, it, this is a pre. Like, so the article is a preview of that episode. Yeah. So it's right. so that'll drop in a couple weeks. Um, and but, you guys got to you guys got to catch this next so, episode. So so this um that's all we're saying. That's all we're saying. I'll try not I'll try not to give anything away. No no yeah. spoilers. Yeah. No spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers. But no. The, but the but the point is is the question is is that it seems that God has given us a particularly strategic moment in the history of America with regard to abortion mm-hmm. because um, so remember before Roe versus Wade um, most of the states in the United States had laws outlawing abortion right yep. it was only right. legal in like four or five states and a few other states had like it was heavily restricted most of them it was just illegal yeah. including Idaho 
in Arizona. Um, and the um, and then Roe versus Wade happened, and all these pro life states just rolled over, buckled just under bu- pressure, just rolled over. We will and, take and, your federal funding away. Right, right. So, and and I mean, one question I have is, we we need to go back and do some research. Is like, was there even an argument? Like, did they even actually did threaten? Fight? Did yeah, anybody actually threaten that? But so, but my point is, is that okay? Over the last, you know, whatever decade, Washington State, Colorado State have legalized marijuana yeah. against federal law, mm-hmm. right? You got other states. I think Washington's one of them. Um, one of them. There's, well, there's one over in New England. There's several other states who have said we will not enforce um, immigration law. San Francisco, city of San Francisco, and, there, and there's a bunch of oh, cities yeah, and yeah. counties as well yeah. scattered all. And there's a website. I actually found it this last week when I was working yeah. on the article. Um, sanctuary cities, sanctuary counties, sanctuary states, and you can look it up, and they'll show they'll show you a map of all of the places that have declared themselves we will not Stop. uphold federal uh, immigration law. Wow. So the government doesn't even have to do any homework. Then the government no, is right there. They, can, they like, can know who to target. So, they're like waving their flag. They're <laughs> yeah, like, hey, yeah, yeah, look yeah. at us. So my point is, why not pro life? Why don't pro life states? Outlaw abortion tomorrow. Okay, tomorrow. Outlaw. Make it completely illegal. Do what Dan Foreman wanted to do. Or just okay? honor their constitution. Right, right. So, so in Idaho, the state constitution says that the intentional taking of unborn life is murder. Yeah. It's in our constitution. After Roe versus Wade, they had a little clause that said, except in cases of abortion. Mm-hmm. And Dan Foreman said, hey, let's just take away that clause and go back to what our constitution actually says. And we can actually vote. Here to take away that clause, right? I mean, I mean, like if, Idaho, if, if, yeah, it's I mean, a state, it's a state if, Idaho constitution if, clause if, if, that if we a, put in. I mean, we we could, yeah. I'm just saying, states should do it, and then when the feds come, and they say, uh, 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 uh like they, so, um, who, this is pre, I don't know, I don't, we can't remember what episode we talked about, but there was a, there was an inst- instance in Idaho where we we actually um, passed a law. That said that doctors... That's, the, that's could, the next episode we'll get to. Okay, yeah, so this yeah. is a little... This is a preview. This is the trailer. You can tease that part. This is the trailer. We, we passed a law that said the doctors could not prescribe abortifacient drugs online. Right. Over Skype. Right. Over, over, over Skype, internet. yeah, yeah. Um, and then the feds came sniffing around, and Idaho just went limp. Yeah. It was like, oh, yeah, right, okay. They didn't even, they didn't even fight it in court. I they got the threat from the feds. Yeah, the feds, like, you know... They threatened them. Right, and then Idaho's like, all right, you're, we'll you're right, you're right. And so legislated, they got back to the legislative session and removed it voluntarily right. themselves. You right. better stop. No, yeah. they did. Yeah. And, and my point is, why would you do that? Why would you do that in, in, in the climate we're living in when Washington is passing laws to, to, to um, uh, legalize marijuana yeah. and, and just doing it? You know, out- I, well, I know why. Because we're, we're in a liberal state, right? And so since we don't have enough conservatives in this state, is the reason why they... No. They, oh. Now, Idaho's oh. full of conservatives. Oh, you're kidding. Full of pro-life, uh, you know, really? congressmen and senators. Oh, yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, right? Hmm. And, but my point, and the point of the article, and I think I would love it for that article to keep being shared, yeah. um, but yeah. even if, you know, whatever, if you think the, the article is a little too stiff for, you know, consumption and every... It's only life. The, the point that I would yeah. say, though, is I, I agree. I mean, I, I wrote it that way on purpose. We're talking about human life. But nevertheless, I think we need to get this idea out there. Yeah, absolutely. Start yeah. telling pro-life yeah. um, uh, politicians, look, this is the time to do it. Pass the law, and when the feds start yeah. sniffing around, you say, no, we're not coming to court. That's right. We're not even going to go to court. We will come to court as soon as you start talking to Washington State about all their pot shops, and, and you start talking to Colorado about all their pot shops. And and you start talking their immigration and all these amnesty. other and all these amnesty yep. uh-huh. issues. When you start talking to them about their breach of federal law, 
Yeah. We'll talk to you. Yeah. And, you know, but you know, if the, you know, I don't even know exactly what's going on with the federal law, but I'm pretty sure that Obama told his AG, his attorney general, not to prosecute any of this stuff. Uh, yeah. And, and right now it seems like that we have a friendly president to the right. issue. Right. So, yeah, that's what I'm wondering. It's like if the state actually says, no, we're not going to do it. Come make us. Yeah. What are yeah. they going to do? Yeah. Is a vice president who shows up to a pro-life rally. Right. Is he going to say, yeah, you're right. Let's prosecute those guys. I, I think I think Trump and Pence will say let's like force a statewide say, abortion on them. Yeah. Right, so saying, no, leave them alone. Yeah. And, and you know what? Yep. But at, at the very least, I think what we need to do is before God. Mm. We need to do this and say, "Come make us." Yeah, yeah that's right. right. Right, and and then see what they do. Like, what are they going to do? Like, are they really going to send troops in? What are they going to like? You know, are they going to like? You know, Idaho has a third of our budget is based on federal funds. Yeah, are they going to revoke our funds? Insane. Let them actually threaten it. I'm yeah. I'm wondering if they've actually even officially threatened it. Like, threaten it. Tell us. Send us a letter that says we're going to take away your money. I know, I know they, so um, uh, if you guys remember any history about Idaho, Idaho's drinking age used to be 19. Was it 19 back in the 80s? Yeah, I didn't and, know that. And the state of Washington was 21. Okay. So kids would come over from Pullman, Washington, Idaho, seven miles away and drink. Right. Um, because drinking age was lower. And uh, when the seatbelt laws went into play in Idaho, they said, you need to raise your drinking age. We'll give you federal funding for your highways. If you increase your drinking ages, yeah, and and so wow. that was a, so there was a Grab actual carrot. There's basically <laughs> a carrot, a bribe for us in sure. Idaho to increase our drinking age because right. of federal money. But what they're doing now is there's by implication they're saying we'll continue giving you federal funds so long as you keep killing your babies. Yes, and we're right. saying okay, okay, yeah, right. I mean, like, okay, so it's one thing to raise your drinking age two years. I know, yeah, nineteen yeah. to yeah. twenty-one. We it's, got it's we a, got a conscience about that. It's, it's another it's another thing it's another thing to to require us to murder our our children. You know, I think that the part of the problem is is that again, there's a defeatist attitude that's inside of the the, the Christian culture in America. Uh, absolutely, you know, we, we, we curl up. We curl up. We think, oh, we're gonna lose, right. or we've already well, lost. And, and Christ, so. and well, part of that, Christians are like, well, you have to follow the law. <laughs> well, well, part part right. of that is law. Right, right, we right, have right, exactly. more of a conscience about a 19 year old drinking a Bud Light than a 15 year old getting abortion. You know, what I think right. we need. I think we need some perspective. I, I think Louis C.K. You know, the guy talking about abortion. Oh. I think he might have some perspective on the issue. <laughs> but my kids, you know, they're living in the world and there's a lot of religion in the world. So you do have to teach your kids. If you're not raising them religiously, you do have to teach them about religion. You know, I always tell my kids the same thing. I tell them that there are many religions in the world and they're all equal. But the Christians are the main one. Yes. <laughs> That's yes. What I tell yes. Them. Yes. The Christians won. Yes. Whoa. They're the winners. Come on now. Whoa. So act accordingly. <laughs> That's right. They're the winners. Christians when you meet them. <laughs> because they won the world. And it's and, true. And what do we say? It's true. We love to tell each other ourselves, like, every religion is exactly... No, no, they're not. <laughs> the Christians won everything. Come on, man. <laughs> A long time ago. He, that you know that what? British guy needs to hear this guy. I'm trying to tell you. The British guy's like, like, they're all equal. Yeah. I'm going to step down. And now, now most people, yeah. if they're smart, they're trying to say, whoa, 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 whoa. What evidence do you have that Christianity is one? If you don't believe me, let me ask you a question. What year is it? <laughs> I mean, come on. What year is it? According to the entire human race. And why? It's 2017. What is that? That's a number. It's not just any number. It must be a very important number. 
because we're counting to it in unison as a species. What <laughs> as is a world. Number? We're, we're counting the days since what? Since there was ever people or? Nope. It's been 2017 years since what? Anybody, yell it out. There Christ. you go. <laughs> There's a Christian Christ. in the audience. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> we we got to talk, talk about What's why he he's there. What's he doing in the audience? I want to know why he's there. Uh, just he just heard the abortion skit. He could have walked <laughs> out. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing uh, there. Right? Jesus plus 2017 years, four months, and three days is when your license expires. Come on, preacher. <laughs> how is that not a win for the Christians? How, that is, how is that not a complete win? That's wow. not a Monday off in October. That's there was no time before Jesus. And the whole world went, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 That's what happens when you defeat the 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 prince of this world. Right. <laughs> That's what happens when a man comes into this world, dies, and is resurrected and seated right. on the right hand of God. And people live believing that. That's right. They walk out of their house every morning. They get up every morning saying, Jesus is Lord. They are walking to the beat of Christ's drum. We just talked to Dustin Messer about the Benedict option, Rod Dreher. There's a great article, you should find it, called the Boniface Option. By, by a friend of ours named Andrew Isker. That's a smart dude. It, yeah, I, yeah. I think it was on Kyperian Commentary also. Okay. I'm pretty sure that's where it was published. So yeah. the same and website Dustin, Dustin writes, yeah. where Dustin writes, the Boniface option is a great example of this. Mm. You know Boniface? Yeah. You know Boniface? You know about him? A little bit. He, he, he's a monk. Saint. He's a badass monk. Uh -oh. Yes, he, yes, he hey. was. He, he, yes, he was. He, he, he was. he goes out into Europe, you know, to these pagan tribes. Yeah. And they've got this sacred oak of Thor. Oak tree, yeah. Right. The sacred oak of Thor. <laughs> He's got an axe, doesn't he? And, and he got an axe. Oh, right? And, they, and they're all saying, like, you know, uh-oh, uh-oh. You uh -oh, can't touch the don't tree. Don't touch the tree. Don't get it close. Yeah. And he walks out of that tree. And, and they say, you'll get struck by lightning. You'll get struck by lightning. You'll be dead yeah. and everything. Uh -huh. And he chops that tree down. Woo! In front of the town. In, in front, front of the town. And they watch. And they're waiting. They're like, lightning's coming. Lightning's coming. You know, Come Thor, at me, bro. Thor is the, you know, the god of thunder. The right. god of the storm. Right. But. They don't know. They don't know. Hey, that Boniface, is, Boniface, I'm using that tree to make my bed so I can sleep tonight. Yeah, he, he serves the real god of the storm. We've got a, we got a few trees here in America. We do. We yes. need to chop them down. And, and we need to go grab that axe. Right. You got to be like Gideon, you know? When are you pushing over the, the, that, uh, that, that pagan idol or altar in the middle of the night? And we don't, well, we don't, he did it in the middle of the night. He's still a little, he's a little, he's uh, a little, he's a little sissy. Timid. But he still hey, did it. But a lot, <laughs> lot braver than most Americans. That's right. He that's was right. still saying, come at me, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. right. They, they knew who it was. Yeah. You know, and, and we just need some godly men who fear the Lord that are willing to go ahead and say, "Come at me. We're right. gonna we're gonna make abortion illegal here. We're not gonna start taking all this money from the feds. And, we're gonna yeah. go ahead. And, no, and, and the thing is, is that you know, back to the Daniel uh, example that that Dustin gave us, right? Um, you know, Daniel was not. This is not a call to be obnoxious. No, this is not a call to be rude. But it's a call to be confident. Amen. Confident. Where you know your God and you know what he says and you're not ashamed of it in the slightest. And so Daniel gets dragged to Babylon. Yeah. He's probably a teenager. Yeah. Right? Drag, you know, maybe his family's dead. And, and he gets there and 15 minutes in, he's like, I can't eat this food. Mm. Right? Like, could be terrified, could be apologizing. He says, no, um, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm a Jew. And me and my friends, we, we don't eat this food. Give mm. us some different food. Right? I mean, he's, he gets right into it right away. Yeah, he's he's the slave and he tells the master what he should be eating. Right. Because yeah. why? Because he fears the Lord. 
Mm-hmm. Right? We need, we, what we need is we just need some Christians in America who just fear the Lord. Amen. Right? And they fear the Lord more than they fear man. That's right. And it gives you peace. It gives you confidence. It gives you joy. And you stand there cheerfully. And you and say, it, I love you, and I can't do that. And I'm not doing that. And that's dumb. And it gives you wisdom. The fear of the Lord. Yeah, it gives, gives you wisdom. wisdom. It knows, knows, so you know where to stand. Yeah. Until next week, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Grab an axe. Cut down a tree. Go fight. Laugh and feast. This is Cross Politics.